Hello everyone, welcome back to the Phoenix Society. I'm your girl, Rings Joy, your favorite metaphysical philosopher and hype girl. I'm here to teach you what you should have learned in school. Today we will be going over chapter eight from Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Okay, my Phoenixes, time to rise. Class is now in session. Chapter eight, ingredients of the success type, personality and how to acquire them. The reason is that a man does not simply find success or come to failure. He carries their seeds around in his personality and character. Remember the creative guidance mechanism within you is a goal striving mechanism. And the first requisite for using it is to have a clear cut goal or target to shoot for. So in other words, knowing what you desire. A good personality is one that enables you to deal effectively and appropriately with environment and reality and to gain satisfaction from reaching goals that are important to you. New roles require new self-images, right? So he has the definition of success as S in sense of direction. U is understanding. C is courage. C is compassion. E is esteem. S is self-confidence. S is self-acceptance. So he spells out success with acronyms, right? Functionally, a man is somewhat like a bicycle. A bicycle maintains its poise and equilibrium only so long as it is going forward towards something. We are engineered as goal-seeking mechanisms. We are built to conquer environment, solve problems, achieve goals, and we find no real satisfaction or happiness in life without obstacles to conquer and goals to achieve. People who say that life is not worthwhile are people saying that they themselves have no personal goals that are worthwhile, right? Give yourself a goal worth working for. Better still, get yourself a project. Decide what you want out of a situation. Always have something ahead of you to look forward to and work for and hope for. Look forward, not backward, right? Because remember, when you're looking forward, you're dealing with the present moment. You're only living in the present moment. When you're looking backwards, you're dealing with the past. You're recycling all those old unwanted stories, which will still continue to manifest into your life, right? So you want to focus on what it is that you desire, right? What is it that you want, right? And then you want to live in the end of that desire, right? And if anything happens in your 3D reality, you take it as a sign that it is working towards pushing you towards your desire, no matter what it's going on in your 3D reality, right? Like yesterday, I was working on an animation. I spent like hours getting this, anim you know, working on drawing out the animation and it crashes and it reverts back to what I worked on yesterday, right? And I had finished doing what I wanted. But you know what the first thing out my mouth or head was, in my mind was, everything is always working out for me, right? You wanna get into the habit of saying, Everything is working out for me, no matter what it is, whether you stubbed your toe or you found a quarter on the floor, everything is working out for me, right? Because once you get into the habit of saying everything is working out for you, at some point, everything will always work out for you. Not only that, you'll be in a um, more positive mindset and you will be out of victim mode because you're not making, like, you're not being a why me kind of person right? You're not sitting there internalizing it and making everything a conspiracy against you, right? Which makes you feel better, actually, okay? The forward look and a nostalgia for the future can keep you youthful. Even your body doesn't function well when you stop being a goal striver. And when you're not goal striving, not looking forward, you're not really living. 
get interested in some project to help your fellow man, not out of a sense of duty, but because you want to. Throughout his work, Dr. Maltz used two terms that some people find more beneficial than the word goal. The word goal causes a negative reaction or a feeling of tension in some people. But if the word project or cause sounds better to you, then use those terms instead, right? Most of our failures in human relations are due to misunderstandings. We should remember what we said in an earlier chapter. No one reacts to things as they are, but to his own mental images. Most of the time, the other person's reaction or position is not taken in order to make us suffer, nor to be hard-headed or malicious, but because he understands and interprets the situation differently from us, right? Arguing with someone for performing the role you assign them is not fair. Instead, let them perform the role you assign them while you were unconsciously creating. This is more in reference to parents, siblings, husbands. Start seeing them as the person you want them to be. Use holographic projection, i.e. see them doing what you want them to do while you're interacting with them. Have the conversations you want to have with them in your inner in your, in your inner worlds, right? Because remember, whatever you assume someone to be is how they have to show up, right? And remember, it's your beliefs, it's your assumptions. So if you believe authority figures suck, then your boss is going to suck. But then if you have issues about men too, so anyway, you want to work on your assumptions. You want to assume the best for everyone in order to make your life easier, right? Right? A person is merely responding appropriately to what to him seems to be the truth about the situation. Many times we create confusion when we add our own opinion to facts and come up with the wrong conclusion, right? Acting like we're mind readers, right? Fact, a husband cracks his knuckles. Opinion, the wife concludes he does that because he thinks it will annoy me. Fact, the husband sucks his teeth after eating. Opinion, the woman concludes if he had any regard for me, he would improve his manners, right? The wife just mentioned was able to understand that her husband's annoying mannerisms were not deliberate and willful acts on his part for the purpose of annoying her. When she stopped reacting just as if she had been personally insulted, she was able to pause, analyze the situation and select an appropriate response, right? People get in the habit of making everything a slight towards them. Instead of making it about the person, what you should be asking yourself is why does this bother me so much? right dig into yourself internally don't worry about the external figure out why it bothers you once you find the root cause it won't bother you anymore right be willing to see the truth oftentimes we color income and sensory data by our own fears anxieties or desires but to deal effectively with environment we must be willing to acknowledge the truth about it right so don't be look at actually what is going on in the present moment. Don't be looking at the moment from your past, right? You know what I mean? All problems, personal, national, or combat become smaller if you don't dodge them, but confront them, right? If we wait until we are absolutely certain and sure before we act, we will never do anything. In the wrong direction is better than staying on the same spot all your life. Your automatic guidance system cannot guide you when you're stalled and standing still, right? It's like if you want to be a musician, you have to actually sing so people can hear you, right? You have to take the chance, right? And you have to go into it with only successful thoughts. Don't listen to what society tells you about there only being one in a million, right? Look at someone who has a similar voice to you that's successful and see that if they can do it, so can you because you're better than them. No one compares to you, right? Start thinking the best for yourself.
start imagining the best for yourself, the most beautiful and amazing outcomes, right? Faith and courage are natural human instincts, and we feel a need to express them in one way or another. Another helpful suggestion is to practice acting boldly and with courage in regard to little things. Do not wait until you can be a big hero in some dire crisis. Daily living also requires courage, and by practice, courage in little things, we develop the power and talent to act courageously in more important matters. So let's say you're afraid of bugs, and a bug shows up in your sink. Kill it, or, or make it go down a drain, right? Something you wouldn't have normally done, but is courageous in that moment, which is working towards you being courageous in big moments, right? One of the best-known methods of getting over a feeling of guilt is to stop condemning other people in your own mind. Stop judging them. Stop blaming them and hating them for their mistakes, right? Because remember, everyone is you pushed out. So people have to reflect back what you believe, assume, and think, right? So if you think you're a loser, people are going to confirm that to you, right? They're going to reflect that back to you. If you don't think you're lovable, people are going to reflect that back to you right so you aren't really you shouldn't really be blaming anyone what you should be doing is doing self-introspection and being like okay this is what is reflected back to me let me sit down and think about what beliefs i need to flip right what thoughts do you need to start thinking in order to reprogram yourself to reflect better right of all the traps and pitfalls in life, self-esteem is the deadliest and the hardest to overcome, for it is a pit designed and dug by our own hands, summed up in the phrase, it's no use, I can't do it, right? We simply must get it through our heads that holding a lower opinion of ourselves is not a virtue, but a vice. The person with adequate self-esteem doesn't feel hostile towards others. He isn't out to prove anything. He can see facts more clearly, isn't as demanding in his claims on other people, right? Expecting someone else to make you happy, to make you feel validated, right? Because you have to find all those things internally. Stop carrying around a mental picture of yourself as a defeated, worthless person. Stop dramatizing yourself as an object of pity and injustice. But the biggest secret of self-esteem is this, begin to appreciate other people more, show respect for any human being merely because he's a child of God and therefore think of value. While that is definitely a good advice, also remember that whatever you assume about people is what they have to show up as. Whatever you assume about yourself is what people will reflect back to you, right? So what you really should be working on is your assumptions and your beliefs around circumstances, people, things, situations, etc right how you perceive things right because book is totally great it doesn't take into account sometimes that you are the creator of your reality and whatever is going on in your reality is because of what you thought assumed and believed okay so really yeah thinking great things about people is great because whatever you think about people or assume about people they have to reflect that back to you but you want to do most of your work internally and you will be led through expired action to fulfill it externally, right? Practice treating other people as if they have some value and surprisingly enough, your own self-esteem will go up. This is totally true because if you see the best in everyone, then all you're gonna start seeing is the best in everyone, right? If all you expect to see is the best version of a person, if that's what you assume, that's what you will find. So that's a positive thing. For real self-esteem is not derived from the great things you've done, the things you own, the marks you've made, but an appreciation of yourself for what you are, a child of God. 
right? That's thinking great things about yourself, expecting amazing things and amazing outcomes for yourself, right? Self-confidence. Confidence is built upon an experience of success. Another important technique is to form the habit of remembering past successes and forgetting failures. This is a way both the computer and the human brain are supposed to operate. We can just as easily delete negative thoughts from our minds as we can delete documents by dragging them into the trash on our computer screens, right? And as I told you before, I like to picture myself erasing negative images, right? Or erasing negative thoughts, right? And, and I find that actually helps. So you have to find that technique that works for you or that image that works for you. If putting it in the trash can, pushing the lead, and you know that trash can crumpled up paper sound, you hear if that works for you, do it. Find that image and use it, right? To engage our success mechanisms, repeat the commands that work and remember them. Forget the mistakes and errors. Anytime you hit the wrong button or key, retrace your steps and go back to repeating the steps that are successful. So you're not dwelling on when you make a mistake. You're only dwelling on when you're successful because you get more of what you focus on. So if you're only focusing on what you're doing well, then you're going to continue doing more things well, right? And it's going to keep you in a positive state of mind. It's going to keep you out of victimhood because you're not being, you're not degrading yourself. You're not being the, your world, the world's worst bully to yourself, right? Yet, what do most of us do? We destroy our self-confidence by remembering past failures and forgetting all about past successes. We not only remember failures, we impress them on our minds with emotion. Right. And whatever you press upon your subconscious mind has to recreate in your 3D reality. Right. It doesn't matter how many times you have failed in the past. What matters is the successful attempt, which should be remembered, reinforced and dwelt upon. Charles Kettering said that any young man who wants to be a scientist must be willing to fail 99 times before he succeeds once and suffer no ego damage because of it. Right. I don't know if you remember me telling you about the girl at the party who one person called her ugly, but 99 people called her beautiful, but she chose to focus on that one person, right? So you want to get used to focusing only on the positive. Whether it's one person or 99, you only focus on the positive, right? And that way, it's going to keep you motivated to continue working towards your goal. It's going to make you feel good, and you're not going to be recreating or oppressing your subconscious mind with things you don't want, right? Use errors and mistakes as a way of learning, then dismiss them from your mind. Liberally remember and picture to yourself past successes, right? As if what you're wanting is success, the continued picturing of success keeps you living in the end, which tells your subconscious you want more of it. Whatever you focus on, whatever you constantly repeat in your head, is what you're telling and impressing your subconscious with remember because your subconscious language is repetition right so start repeating what you want not what you don't want dr winfred overholzer psychiatrist and president of the american psychiatric association said that recalling a brave moment is a very sound way to restore belief in yourself that too many people are prone to let one or two failures blot out all good memories right Dr. Olvenholzer recommended the practice of vividly remembering our past successes and brave moments as an invaluable aid whenever self-confidence is shaking. And if you can't remember anything, recreate a memory, because that's what your imagination is there for. And it's a form of revision as well. So if you can't remember a memory, create one. That Create something that you've always wanted to do. If you wanted to be homecoming king or queen, 
look at one of those uh, teen movies, recreate it in your brain and repeat it and repeat it until it becomes a natural memory. And your first thought is, I was, you know, homecoming king or queen, right? So if you don't have a memory, you can create them because you can use your imagination for that. That's what it's there for, guys, right? Just about previous successes. Some people draw a blank. However, when one changed the word success to happy moments, brave moments, or good times, these same people could recall their success experiences. Just as goals can be seen as projects, success experiences can be called happy moments or something similar, right? Because you define to yourself what successful is. So what does success look like for you? Changing your self-image does not mean changing yourself or improving yourself, but changing your own mental picture, your own estimation, conception, and realization of that self, right? Changing the thoughts you're saying to yourself about yourself. We can change our personality, but not our basic self. Personality is a tool, an outlet, a focal point of the self that we use in dealing with the world, and it's a sum total of our habits, attitudes, learned skills, which we use as a method of expressing ourselves. You are not your mistakes. Self-acceptance means accepting and coming to terms with ourselves now, just as we are, with all our faults, weaknesses, shortcomings, errors, as well as our assets and strengths. You may have made a mistake, but this does not mean that you are a mistake. We must recognize our mistakes and shortcomings before we can correct them. We must use negative feedback data to correct course as in any other goal-striving situation. For example, I realized that maybe my animation crashed because I had the file too big, so when I attempt it again later, I will make sure I stay with the um, recommended format and I'm going to try a different way of doing it, right? Learning from your mistakes because again, everything is always working out for you. So technically, we don't even call them mistakes, right? The actual self is not a static, but a dynamic thing. It is never completed and final, but always in a state of growth. It is important that we learn to accept this actual self with all its imperfections because it is the only vehicle we have, right? Start reminding yourself that you are perfect in every way right now, as you are right now. There's nothing to fix because you're perfect as you are right now because you are perfectly in this state. But once you go to another state, the thoughts and beliefs and subconcepts will follow with you. Okay, accept yourself as you are and start from there, right? You are neither ruined nor worthless because you make a mistake or got off course any more than a typewriter is worthless that makes an error. Dial in, this sounds a sour note. Don't hate yourself because you're not perfect. You have a lot of company. No one else is either. Try to pretend they are, are kidding themselves. You are somebody now. It is a young man of little faith who says, I am nothing. It is a young man, a true conception, who says, I am everything, and then goes to prove it. Accept yourself. Be yourself. You cannot realize the potentialities and possibilities inherent in that unique and special something that is you. If you keep turning your back on it, feeling ashamed of it, hating it, or refusing to recognize it, you are only hurting yourself, right? And remember, once you, get, once you fulfill this goal, you're going to have another goal to reach. That's why people are successful. That's why people are always coming out with different products, right? You as a person will always be filled with desires. And if you're not, you're not going to be happy, right? And remember, I want you to treat the 3D like you would treat spam, right? When someone, when a Nigerian prince pops up telling you they need to give you your inheritance, you're like, yeah, right, that's not true. So you want to see those things that are not lining up with what you are envisioning in your mind 
as being spam, right? It's not true. You want to get used to believing more in what is going on in your 4D and not what is going on in your 3D. Because remember, the 3D is the past. You've already thought it. You've already manifested. That's just proof that how great you are, right? So your lesson for today is to... So in order to be successful, in order to get your desires, you need to focus on already having them. Anytime your conscious mind tries to do the how, you meet someone, you remind yourself that you already have it right now. Can't you see it? Are you blind? You know, say stuff like that to yourself, right? Because you want to stay in the wish fulfilled and you can't be in the wish fulfilled if you're in the wanting phase or if you're saying you don't have it or if you're noticing you don't have it, right? So make sure you're on top of your thoughts. And anytime a negative thought pops up, don't give it any credence. Just start reaffirming your new affirmation. Dominant thoughts that create. So if you think more positively, the more positive things have to manifest, right? All right, guys, I intend that these words have helped you create the best life of your dreams, right? I wish you nothing but love, light, and abundance. Love, light, and abundance is all I see for you and for me. I will talk to you tomorrow. Rains, joy, and